On today's episode of Systemize Your Success, I'm going to be sharing our experience of using a AI tool to do some video editing to repurpose our podcast videos, i.e. what you're listening to now. We put it out onto YouTube as well. And we, we edit that and put it out onto TikTok, onto Instagram, onto Reels, et cetera, et cetera. And so we chop up the video into snippets of interesting pieces of content, which we then put out onto different various mediums. And this takes a bit of time to do, so we looked at AI tools as a way to improve or not this process. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so today we're looking specifically at an app called video.ai, V-I-D-Y-O.ai. And the problem we have is that it takes quite a lot of time to chop up our existing content into bite-sized chunks, typically under a minute long, that we can then repurpose and put out onto different social media channels to spread the word and you know get to different audiences in different places and attract them into subscribing to our podcast of finding out more about how we can help them. This is something we do relatively manually. We do use some te- technical apps to do this, and I'll talk about that in a minute, what we do at the moment. And then we looked at video.ai as a alternative to hopefully speed up this whole process and use artificial intelligence to basically do all the hard work for us. Now, here's a spoiler. It didn't actually work very well. And I'm going to explain exactly what we did, how we did it, and why it didn't work as we hoped it would as we go through this. Now, I'm not trying to like tell you that video video.ai is a bad tool. It's just for the specific use case that we wanted to use it for. It didn't produce the results we wanted. So let me explain a little bit more about how we edit clips now and what we're looking to produce. So we take a episode like the one you listen to right now. And we, this could be anything from 15 minutes to an hour long for some interviews. And what we want to do is to find the best bits. And often there'll be you know, snippets of two or three minutes long, and there'll be some useful tidbit of information we want to get out there. Maybe it'll grab attention. Maybe it'll be funny, rarely, but maybe. Um, maybe it'll be something just that encapsulates a concept with a good start, middle, and end. And we want to get that out in a little clip that, as I say, it's typically about two or three minutes long. And we want to squash that down into a minute so we can get it into reels and all the other bits of social media where you have to have videos less than a minute long. And if you look at many of the influencers that do this, that's that's basically what we did to, when we're trying to decide like, how are we going to edit these videos and like, what styles should we use? How do we uh, chop them up, et cetera, et cetera. And we basically emulate some of the people that I follow as so influencers. So people like Neil Patel or... Uh, Alex Hormozy or Russell Bronson, and you watch these short videos they do, and they're highly edited. They basically get the the text of the video, edit the text so it actually uh, reads well, but then allow then chop out all the bits of the video or the bits of the words that don't quite sort of they're not part of the sort of narrative that's needed. And what ends up what you end up as a result is a very highly edited choppy video but with the words that actually are compelling and interesting and and, and attention-grabbing. 
And to do that now, we use a tool called Descript. And that allows us to upload our videos. It transcribes them. We then edit the text heavily, and then it automatically chops the video up. Um, so we just get the, the bit of text that we want being read by me, um, and the video is then sort of edited. And then we overlay that with fancy graphics and um, uh, subtitles and, and sort of, uh, screen fills to sort of like keep people's attention um, uh, on social media. So we're looking for something that's you know eye-catching, that's going to grab people's attention on things like TikTok, where it's very you know highly visual, uh, which has a single message in a short space of time. And so that's the way we do it now. And what I was hoping was that video uh, or video would allow would do that for us. And so we feed it, we fed it, sorry, I should say, with a, with a few episodes to see what the outcome of this was. And we gave it one episode, which was 21 minutes long, another episode, which was 52 minutes long. And in the 21 minute episode, it chopped that up into five minute clips. And then, oh, sorry, it chopped that up into five clips or found, I should say, five key um, talking points or key moments which it thought, you know, that's a good piece of content to then put out there. What it didn't do was to highly edit it. So it basically just found a minute-long piece of narrative that it thought, you know, was would be interesting to listen to and chopped that out and overlaid it with some, some pretty standard um, text um, uh, subtitles. You can probably do some more fancy stuff with it, but we were just sort of testing this out. And the problem with that is, that what it actually cut out sometimes didn't make any sense. It had no start, middle, or end. Sometimes it wasn't very compelling. It wasn't very interesting. And it was sort of just, you know, bits of the semi-usable content. It wasn't actually really uh, eye-catching. It wasn't, as I said, highly edited like we do at the moment. We had to squash lots of information to that one-minute window that we have. It did produce stuff that was possibly usable, but it wasn't really at the standard that we want it to be. Now, the other problem was that it took quite a lot of time to process. So it took sort of about um, you know, five or 10 minutes to actually upload the video, to process it, and then to get the, the clips out. My assistant then had to watch every single clip from start to finish to be able to then decide which ones would be usable. And then in this case, we actually didn't really feel that any, were, any of them were. And then the second one was 51 minutes long. It took about 25 minutes to actually upload and generate the clips. And you got to bear in mind that my assistants are based in the Philippines and maybe they don't have the best upload speeds, but there's some processing time in that as well. And it came out with 15 clips. She then had to watch each of the 15 clips to decide if any of them were usable. And the ones she selected you know, were okay, but they weren't really at that you know, highly edited, compelling, uh, eye-catching or uh, ear-catching sort of uh, content that we are typical or what we're trying to produce basically. So unfortunately, the process, it took not that much longer, sorry, shorter than it would do anyway, because of the having to think about which clip could be usable and watch all the clips and you know, watching 15 clips, 15-ish minutes or thereabouts um, to actually go through them all, plus the time to process it, add it all up. It actually didn't take that much of a, uh, it didn't take a huge amount of time. Maybe it cut it down by about 50%. But the problem was, and the big problem, is that the result it produced wasn't in a format that we felt was usable for the purpose that we wanted it for. There may be other use cases for it, but when we're trying to create really short, eye-catching um, clips that are basically going to you know, grab attention and hold that attention for that minute, um, overlay it with some you know, fancy stuff, and then just basically edit the hell out of it to remove any filler words, but also more that to squash the sentences down, to remove 
parts of sentence or entire sentences just to have that really compelling narrative. It didn't do that. So there probably is a use case for it. It didn't work for what we try to do um, in this example. And it didn't save us enough time to make it then worth sort of trying to edit those clips afterwards. It was easier just to actually do it the way we did it anyway, which was to look at the transcript, edit the transcript manually, and then get the Descript app to do the actual cutting of the video for us, which is super quick. It's pretty much done in real time, and then we just export that video. So the key things to learn from this, or the key learnings that you can actually take away from this is how we actually did this or how I did this. So I was introduced to this app by a, a post on LinkedIn. Someone said, you know, the 15 best AI apps you probably don't know about. And one of them was this, this uh, particular app. I talked about video, uh, video.ai, sorry. And I thought this was great. This is going to save some time. Now, the old me, go back you know, a few years from now, before I had assistance and before I knew about, well, before I do what I do now and systemize everything I do, I would have actually gone and looked at this app myself and uploaded a video and had to play with it. But we already have a process in place. We were already doing the video editing exercise. I already had somebody trained to do this. We have a system to, to allow anybody to actually do this in our business. So all I did was ask that assistant that does that in our business to do this in parallel, to continue doing what she was doing anyway, but at the same time to have a go using this app and see if she could produce something that we could be that would be would be usable um, uh, with with shorter time. So she did this. I just gave the app, I gave her a remit. It was a five minute conversation, which we recorded and then sent it over to her and say, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to test out. Come back to me with the results. And she came back with a report. Everything I've just told you today is from that report. I've actually not used this app ever. I've never had a go at it. I've never spent any time on it. She did all that. And that's the key. If you're going to test new apps, don't waste your time. If this is to try to improve an existing process, just get the person who's currently doing it to do the testing for you see how they can, you know, uh, what they can produce and then get them to come back to you and feedback with a nice, succinct report, giving, you know, their advice on, yes, we should go for this or no, we shouldn't. And that way, I'm not using up my time, wasting my time trying out apps that we may never use. If this had been, you know, on the fence, you know, it's almost okay, but maybe not. And then maybe it's tweaking. Then maybe we would have invested more time into, you know, figuring out, could we tweak it? Can we improve it? Can we actually make it more um, suitable for our needs. Maybe I would have got involved in that just to give a helping hand. Um, but this didn't really uh, seem like it was worthwhile for this. So we actually just ditched this and we're not going to use it um, for the use case that I've described. I'm not saying, as I say, it's not suitable for other things. But what we wanted it for, it's not. So my big take-homes from this are a, if you have a very specific use case for something, make sure whatever you're going to be using it in a short, uh, test it in a short time possible to see is it actually suitable for the job. And don't, in my opinion, you know, saving the time wasn't as valuable as not having something that I think is um, of quality, the high quality that I want. So the time saving didn't outweigh the benefits in this example. Um, but the second thing is get somebody else to do the testing for you so you're not wasting your time as a business owner on testing stuff out that may never actually come to fruition and yeah don't and the last thing is don't get sucked in by all the hype about all the ai stuff i'm not saying there's not a place for ai doing amazing things and we're using it now for helping us to craft blog posts based on our episodes so we're using it in some really clever ways that are saving huge amounts of time and reducing our costs 
because things like copyright is quite expensive. So we can uh, use it to actually reduce costs of using, for example, ChatGPT to help us uh, do some copywriting now. But don't think that every AI app is going to solve every problem and be sure you test things before you sort of put any big time and money into uh, rolling them out. So that's it. So that's my summary on using video.ai for the specific use case of chopping up our podcast episodes into short one minute clips, highly edited to give a compelling story in a short space of time. Unfortunately, it didn't um, hit the mark on this occasion, but there are other AI, AI apps out there that we do use that are actually providing a lot of value. Hopefully that helps. If you enjoyed this episode, please do remember to leave us a review or just hit some stars on there. Five stars is always nice. If you're on your podcast app, subscribe if you're on YouTube or subscribe to the podcast, obviously, as well. And do give us any feedback. If you want to find more about how we can help you systemize your business, then please do reach out via our website, which is www.systemsandoutsourcing.com and get a call booked in and we'll see how we can help. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.